0: Welcome back everyone to the Calm Mind podcast. My name is Berkey Batobi, joined as always by the lovely True Green 7. We had an intense week last week. We had uh, like a big discussion last week. How you how you feeling about that now, Ron? How am I feeling about the discussion or how am I feeling in general after the discussion? Yeah, I I guess both.
1: <laughs> after the discussion, that was a week ago, so I literally don't care. <laughs> I'm not ruminating over it. <laughs> uh And that's proof, again, for the viewers that anything deep or intense that we talk about, we're just back to just talking to each other normally like friends (laughs) after the podcast. That's not a problem. Uh, I want things to get heated on the podcast. That way it's just more fun. And then when we're done, we just go back to just talking like normal people about the situation. I think my position was already like clear. So again, I yeah. I would only like ruminated about it if I think oh my position wasn't clear enough and I I embarrassed myself or something so yeah
0: I'm I had fine. the same thing I had the say exact same thing where I, I my my worry was clarity that's what I was ruminating I wasn't ruminating on the fact that we had a that we had a back and forth that's fine what I was ruminating on was like was I clear like will people in the comment section get what i was saying and by the way by the time when we're filming this podcast that episode's not out so i haven't read your comments yet but i'm really looking forward to reading those as well um but i thought it was a good discussion i thought it was already interesting discussion i had that discussion with a few more people in the week afterwards oh and I really it went really really yeah and um we had a we had a, it, i mean not to bring back up the whole last discussion um but like it um it definitely led to some new avenues and some new ways of thinking so that was that was interesting at the least. And um, if for
1: some reason, this is your first episode, or you just skipped the last episode. You, you go watch the last episode. I'm not going to. It was a good that conversation again. Yeah, it was really
0: good. I I thought last week went really really well in terms of like we were just bouncing off each other and um and I've come armed with many topics as well for this week. But you had something at the end of last week, right? That you wanted to talk uh, about specifically.
1: Yeah. Well, I asked you whether or not as a person who doesn't have any social anxiety who is very extroverted loves being around people when you are socially anxious let's say you're in a situation where yeah mm. for some reason you're you have anxiety specifically around other people oh do you have any coping me- mechanisms or is it like the opposite because you you rarely are in that situation
0: you just don't know mm. how to handle it you know I actually think it is the opposite I think because because you've got so, would you say you have social social anxiety disorder right yeah, wherein that it affects your life it's so frequent it affects your life so therefore you've had a lot of therapy about this specific thing I guess so I haven't had that so like there are a lot of situations that come up where I'm like this is horrible I hate this for example uh, something that makes me anxious is when friends of mine aren't getting on that really (laughs) worries me i man i my heart goes racing i get all up in knots and i worry because i'm like oh i understand why that person's annoyed with that person i understand why that person's annoyed with that person and oh no what am i supposed to do and who am i supposed to comfort and how am i supposed to comfort them and it's it's all about me 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 like what what am i supposed to do that's right which the truth is is like my friends relationships to each other have nothing to do with me they are not (laughs) my Responsibility, <laughs> But that kind of thing really gets me tangled up and has done over the years throughout basically every friendship and dynamic I've ever had. Um And the result is just that. I'll get up in knots and I don't process it well. I have to like, really, like I can, I can let that linger in me for months. Whereas mm. what I should have done is really just vented it to someone or had a conversation and have them say, yeah, but Toby's got nothing to do with you really, does it? And I go, Oh, yeah. Ah, and it can all <laughs> dissipate. But that's... So actually, yeah, I think I probably have worse coping me- mechanisms for anxiety uh, because of that. Like, literally. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I mean, not to get in too deep into it, but, but I'm assuming that's more related to just your general anxieties. Just remind me, what is... why? Are you, for example, why are you going to therapy?
0: I'm going to therapy at the moment on a s- journey of trying to connect to myself better, which sounds really hippy mm. dippy doodah. But the fact of the matter is, is the reason I started going to therapy was because of a specific situation that I'm not going to get Uh, into here on the podcast. But the result of that specific situation and having a really good therapist over several months is that we've dug deeper and deeper and deeper to the root causes of all of these things. And actually what we're realizing is the issues that I have, many of them are circumventable by... You know yeah getting to the base of these issues like really it's about this process of like um getting to know myself a little bit better so i didn't have like a specific thing where i guess when you started going was it you were specifically like social anxiety specifically yeah yeah so for
1: me it wasn't like i had any trauma or like any like inciting incident it was just a build-up of just negative traits that right there were like big moments in my life but it wasn't like immediately after that i'm like okay now i have social anxiety Let me sure sure (laughs) sure get therapy. It was more like I was always like an introvert. Slowly, I you know over the course of being alone in college, only working on my channel, uh, having you know thousands of people's uh, opinions of me available online. My friends moving away, like not being around a lot of friends. You know, slowly you you're always in your head when it comes to socializing, and then you get social anxiety disorder. There, I've in my life there were only two uh, like times where I had like actual like panic attacks. And they were related. They were like when I was reading like forums online, just bashing me.
0: Oh gosh. So
1: I really like literally had like the out of body experience where like you're sinking into your chair. For example, a lot of your problems, it seems like each traumatizing instance is like slightly different. Mm. (laughs) Like you just had multiple different kinds of traumas in your life while
0: my traumas
1: are just like there was a conversation and I just thought about it for a long time. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> But it's, it sounds like what you've managed to do maybe a little bit more um, successfully than myself is that you've identified the thread through the whole way, which is, oh yeah, this is clearly a me thing. This is a me thing. This is a me thing. Whereas I think, Not that the things that I've been through, and again, I'm not going to go into detail, haven't been at the hands of other individuals necessarily, Mm. but how I react to them. There are connecting features that that's been part of the, to be quite honest, joy of therapy has been discovering what those thread throughs are. And it sounds weird to say joy, but it is really to discover, oh, I always do (laughs) that and to to fix those things or to, to certainly be aware of them.
1: So I guess, like it's the, like not the opposite for me, but it's like for my, mine when I'm in therapy, it's slightly more boring because it's like the answer is always yeah. I just thought about that too hard and I shouldn't have. <laughs> like right. that's what my th- symptoms are. <laughs> like um, oh yeah. Uh, or like I'm over you're on you're overthinking it. That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> like, and again, when I say like I'm blaming m- myself, it's not like I did something wrong. It's more like no. the reason why it's in my mind is because I am overthinking of it, not because the other person did something wrong to me or I yeah, did something yeah, wrong yeah. to them. It's just more I'm overthinking about this situation that happened to me and I shouldn't.
0: Do you do you ever worry that you might go too far the other way and start to self deprecate and like to kind of. No, because like I like said- Like, nev- never assert your, your feelings and, and thoughts, you know? Through therapy, it's like you realize, again, that- At least I realized
1: that it wasn't my fault. It's just that, <laughs> like, it, it, it's your mental illness. You can't blame other people. Um, no,
0: I I, I, but, uh, I think that it's the, it's the use of the word fault. I think it's like a uh, fault implies a level of- It sounds quite negative. It implies so, intention and blame, you know? So while you're correct that
1: using words- can affect how you see things obviously (laughs) yeah so if you use words that are specifically more negative like fault and i don't know disorder for example you'll begin to look at things negatively or at least those situations but i guess i'm either more desensitized to the word let's say disorder or fault or like there's a Mm -hmm. lot of words that to me they're just neutral while to other people they're like either negative or positive like for me they're just way more gray than it, it seems like like other people use words for.
0: Yeah, this came up actually this week, right? Because you use language in quite a neutral sense. And I'm I'm a sensitive butterfly. I'll just be honest. I'm a sensitive guy. And you, uh, and people mentioned, I think last week, you heard it on the podcast, a a kind of bluntness. But that's just you. You're just using words as they're intended. And so I'm a little bit like, because you've got, you know, obviously you want the podcast to be really good. I would also like the podcast to be really good. And uh, we had a conversation this week where I was super worried about like saying hey if we're doing feedback can we do it in like a different forum because i feel like i'm just waking up to like messages th- about the podcast you know a couple times a week that are just like oh did i do something wrong you know what i mean even though that's not what you were doing at all it was just by the way this needs changing but wrong time of day i don't know i'm just reading it yeah. and it's very matter of fact you know I've always been able to separate the fact that like
1: two opposite things could be in balance with each other and could be correct at the same time. So, for example, if I'm critiquing you, and I'm uh-huh. let's say I'm using negative words to you, doesn't mean that I'm also just one hundred percent negative in that moment. I could just be like, you could be doing something wrong, but I'm still your friend. For example, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Or, like or like separate. For example, business with friendship. Like when I'm having a, <laughs> uh, I'm doing a business business venture with my friend. I'm able to separate the the fact that if I'm talking to him about, let's say right now, about things that we need to, uh, to fix in the podcast, I'm both a colleague, but still his friend. It's not like one or the other. Um, yeah. While, yeah, we, some people are just, I guess, more sensitive towards you, the tone. You brought
0: and, up, we, we, we were talking about it and you said about like directing and actors. And I was kind of, you said, you know, you did directing in college. And my thing was that like, yeah, but when you're in college and you're doing a show or whatever, and you're doing director and actors the label is given to you beforehand. So, you know, the dynamic, the dynamic, uh, whereas obviously we're friends who are just making a podcast together. And so the bit where we're being friends and then the bit where it's like, Oh, by the way, business stuff. And I don't want to get it wrong. Cause like, I want you put a lot into the podcast and I want to, you know, hold up my end as well. And so like, it's really hard to, for me, I find the crossing of those things. That's one of those anxiety ones for me where I'm like, Oh no, I'm really worried that like, if i'm doing rubbish at the podcast maybe it's like affecting our friendship or whatever (laughs) you know what i mean
1: yeah which is weird because usually when it actually is about like social interaction and stuff i'm the one who can't separate things so for example i can't separate the fact that when people comment online they aren't real people like if you're a youtuber you're not supposed to see the comments as people directly in your face saying those things but i do and that's the problem. That's what made me develop social anxiety, where it's like I'm unable to see people online differently than they are in real life, when in that's, reality people put on completely different personas. And it's like the same thing. Like so online, I act the same way I am in real life. So I assume people do as well. But if I'm having, let's say, a business uh-huh. relationship with my friend, I'm able to separate the f- whenever we're doing business
0: versus when we're being friendly. Um, but also, as you mentioned on the podcast just a few weeks ago, um, being like kind of a kind of a what's a nice way of saying it kind of a rude boy to me it's (laughs) like that's just like a sign of friendship that's the fact that's a sign of i'm comfortable with you which is the same for me that that's very much true um so i don't know i think i think maybe i've been not burnt by but like i'm definitely cautious of experiences where business and friendship goes like mix and then it goes wrong. And so there's an anxiety of like, well, I don't want that to happen here. The friendship's more important to me. So like, how do we, you know, um, how do we make sure that, and I, I think the the key for that is just like maintenance conversations, if I'm ever feeling anxious or you're feeling anxious. But I find it so interesting that you don't have that for the comment section where I'm the complete opposite. Like for me, comments don't really phase me as much. So wh- why do you think you can't separate that?
1: So I think it's because, again, we're already really good friends. So I know that you're not misjudging me. I don't know, at least you maybe you were because apparently you did take offense to some of the things but by you know we can talk it out we can actually have a conversation and then yeah. you won't misjudge me and then I'll feel better but for example comments that's it they, they're, they don't they have a false perception of me and that irritates me um mm-hmm. Because they only know one aspect of me. Let's say they saw a mistake in a video. That's it. That's my identity to them. Ron is that person who doesn't know that fact or, you know, said that fact wrong or has a different opinion to them and they hate me for that. And they think that's that opinion defines who I am for some reason. And that's like, you know, in mass, that's thousands of people who have a false perception of me. Makes me very uncomfortable.
0: See, I, th- th- it's interesting because, like, that's what I'm sort of worried about when I read the comments of the last one where we're having the debate about uh, kind of morals and stuff. But I don't normally have that for videos because normally I'm talking about Pokemon. So if someone's got an issue with me <laughs> from one of those videos, I just don't care. Like, there's no moral stakes to it. It's whatever. Yeah. There's no, there's no, it, this isn't an important discussion. If someone doesn't like the way that I said uh, Wigglet's name or something, uh, the new Pokemon. Hey, what's Wiglet? Um it's a new Pokémon, apparently. I mean, if someone doesn't like the way I say its name or like something I said about it, it just doesn't matter. Who cares? This is, the world's life's too short. But when it's about something that's like maybe a little bit more important, like perhaps moral standing and the things that I've been thinking about, like on an intellectual level, if if someone's gonna get it like wrong about me, I'm really anxious about that. So I, I'll admit, I'm very anxious for when that episode goes live. Uh, But I hope that it is received in the way that it was intended. And uh, if I have said anything stupid, the audience will point it out in quite a kind way, I hope.
1: But I assume whenever you get like, let's say you have to talk about like opinions that make people think about you in general outside of Pokemon. For example, I don't know, maybe you said something like a fact about a Pokemon. And then someone was like, hey, based on that fact, I think that you are you have this extreme political opinion that I don't think you have. (laughs) That, That has happened to me multiple times. Where it's like, I said nothing, something, nothing. I said something about Pokemon and then people are like, wow, you must be this type of person that hasn't right. been, like, you just might, might be this
0: general type of person that I 100% am not. That has not happened to you? Uh, do you know what? I think it has. I think like when I did Pokemon Tempest and like, um, yeah, there was, that's a good in idea. that story, like there's a character. So there's the character of Cass, who's like the rival character. Yeah. And, um, I, I think people were like a pretty understanding of the fact that they were characters and not representative of my points of view, but I wanted Cass to be a sort of relatable, uh, antagonist, I guess. And so her journey is one of feeling like a big fish, uh, in a little pond, the pond gets bigger and she gets scared. And this is why she's quite, I suppose, quite xenophobic, um, at first, because she's literally never met outsiders before. And, yeah. uh, this is kind of a scary big new world for her. And the audience that were just like, she's just racist. And then she flip-flops on her racism really weirdly. That was a little bit gutting to me because I was... Um, maybe it's just not, you know, it's my first time writing anything like that. Maybe I shouldn't have been dealing with such big topics, I don't know, um, for a Pokemon series. How are you going to get better when it comes to writing those topics if you don't don't try, If you don't try, (laughs) yeah. And, and, you know, I I wanted to give the character some level of real grounding. Like, I didn't want to just base them on, like, I'm going to destroy the world because I'm evil. (laughs) So I wanted to give them something, and, like, the idea that their home is being threatened is something that... I, I really wanted to translate. Um, but the maybe the way it was read or maybe the way it was received, some people didn't get what I was putting down there or, or whatever. Luckily, people haven't attributed it, I think, to me because like there's plenty of other characters in the show that have totally different points of view and like all around the, the spectrum of like what's good and what's bad and what's right and what's wrong. Huh. But uh, yeah, there's definitely like I think there was a big concern there that people would see a character that they don't like and then think the author must think this um yeah but i've never had it i think maybe like once or twice direct to me oh you must be politically this or that and i just sort of go if you're getting this from a pokemon video like i don't care if if
1: someone gets really like triggered over like something that i said that has nothing to do and it's all in their mind then i'm like okay this person has issues i'm not gonna (laughs) like that that (laughs) happens every other you know week or something if it's always already something that i was self-conscious about or something that it's completely like it's just like a normal thing that they thought about me, but it's a completely like inaccurate assessment or like a opposite of assessment. Something that, maybe something that like I hate, like if they describe mm. me as the kind of person that I actually do not like, and they think that that's me. And I've always thought about making sure that people don't think that I am that, then I will get a little uh, annoyed is because my entire life I've been held up to a higher standard, whether it be in real life as like, let's say, you know, the smart kid or the artist or on YouTube as you know, a YouTuber, I have a lot of fans. I don't want to... You don't want
0: to disappoint that image. You don't want to...
1: Yeah. And therefore, I don't try <laughs> doing things that I am not good at. Um, And because mm. of that, I don't grow. And I don't... Uh, you know, cause yeah. you, you, the way you grow is by doing things that, you know, new things
0: that you aren't good at and then learning. It's a really hard thing to be foolish, especially in front of an audience of thousands, and to say, I'm okay with making mistakes. I'll grow from this. That's a really challenging thing. I don't know even that I'm good at it. I'm happy to look the fool when it comes to, like, Pokemon knowledge, but, like, when it's, w- yeah, when it's, like, the important things, like, uh, like even even just now, this very moment, talking about, like, the character and the themes of Xenophobia or whatever, where I don't feel well-equipped, I'm scared about being foolish because I don't want to be, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think it's better that I risk saying the wrong thing and apologize if I'm, if I'm wrong. <laughs> For a much more light-hearted conversation. Because I think if you, if someone's listened to the end of the last podcast and straight into this, it's been deep, 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 deep. And you, sir, accused me of not coming up with topics, right? I got, like, the perfect, light-hearted, fun topic that I hadn't even ever thought about before. And I wonder if you have.
1: Well, the problem is that we're not doing it because we're going to generate a Pokemon now. Too bad. What? Those segments are at the end, Toby. You know this by now. Okay. Let's see how we can connect this randomly generated Pokemon to Wiglet.
0: Please be Diglet.
1: How perfect would that be? Jirachi. We are not putting Wiglet in the thumbnail.
0: (laughs) Jirachi is awesome. I think it might be my favorite mythical.
1: Really? Yeah, it's definitely top five, maybe. I mean, there aren't that many. But let let me think. I don't want, okay, I'll say top three, but this is not my official top three mythicals. My number one favorite is uh, Marshadow, but I think Jirachi used to, I mean, Deoxys mm. is probably my second. No, if we're counting Deoxys, Deoxys is my actual favorite, but when it comes to like the pixie mythicals, like the small ones, uh-huh, sure. then yeah, Marshadow 100%, then Jirachi may be second,
0: actually. You're like so sure on Marshadow here. How come? What's the what's the deal? I, I I don't rate it that high. Oh, it's, it's he's cute and cool at the same time.
1: He has his form, like his Zenith form, like when it comes like green and fights, that's uh-huh. I love that color scheme and he looks pretty badass. I, I love Pokemon that are both cute and cool at the same time or like adorable, like very cool, whether it be like what they're based on, their like their design. Like uh-huh. Shadow literally looks like this, you know, ghost child, the, you know, child soldier ghost like that's deep um and complex. But also, I, don't, I like the design as a representation of that lore. And yeah, he's a little feisty little dude. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like he's not just cute, like all the other like pixie legendaries. Like he's just he's actually a bit cool too. I,
0: I was really sad that Marshadow... I mean, it, unfortunately, came, it fell in the era of mythical Pokemon that don't have much like uh, in game going on for them, and that always because I always thought there would there's got to be room for such a cool story in Alola. Like there's a whole graveyard area in the first island that I think would have been perfect to just do something with oh, Marshadow and training and like harla's the kahuna of the island as well the fighting guy so like i think you you could have done a whole thing there that would have been really awesome but uh, yeah but just, my opinion has been doing that of
1: a pokemon is rarely has anything to do with how it's implemented sure it's fair like, enough this is a cool pokemon like i i i based it on the merit of the pokemon itself not how game freak like screwed it over because that has nothing to do with the pokemon itself that's just sure. how it was implemented um is that why you d- don't really think of mashauno as much is because of how Yeah, a lot of
0: the later gen mythicals. I think how it's implemented um impacts a great deal. Like in terms of like the era of events for mythical pokemon. I don't like, know. have I you ever gotten a jirachi? Uh have I ever gotten a jirachi? I don't think you've um, done an event with a jirachi. No, but what I have done is I've played uh <laughs> pokemon channel the whole way through huh, okay. many times. Um and then there was that was obviously really fun cuz when omega ruby and alpha sapphire came out I was like, I knew that the Deoxys battle was at the end. And so I traded myself in for my first Oras run through, a Jirachi, to be on my team at level one. And so Jirachi and Mudkip were both my starters, or, or Trico actually. Um, and then the wow. final battle was Jirachi versus Deoxys in space. It was super cool. I loved that. And so when you get the member card for Dark Cry and like you end up going to sleep in bed and you wake up on the Nightmare Island and then you get the Dark Cry battle, it's a small thing. But I think it adds so much to the mythical Pokemon, giving it its own environment and scenario. Victini in, in Gen 5, again, like, I just think it's yeah, really can, fantastic. We
1: can all agree that the events are positive and we want more of them, but it's never been it's never affected my perception of the Pokemon because, like, again, Darkrai, it's already amazing and cool on its own. Like, I've never done the event. <laughs> like, mo- I say 90% of people haven't done mythical events even when they existed. So it's like... sure. What you're going to expect people to not like Darkrai, for example, and think that Darkrai is l- not cool, even though it's clearly a no, cool-looking thing. But
0: like in the in the ranking of mythical Pokemon, these Pokemon, the ones that have events, just have an edge over the ones that don't in my mind because there's something really cool that I can relate to them that I'm like. Whereas, like with Marshadow, the only experience I've already had of a Marshadow is downloading it via code, putting it in the game, looking at it, going, "Yeah, it looks kind of cool," um, and then. I guess watching it in the I Choose You movie. Yeah. And so that's like all I've got to work with for it. Whereas, obviously, with the other with the, with the mythicals that get events or have like bigger movies or whatever, there's more ways to enjoy that Pokemon and see how cool it can be. That That's all. It's not that Marshall is bad, it's just that the other mythicals have had more of a spotlight, I suppose, time to shine. But I always thought Jirachi was
1: very cool. I love the color scheme. I love that exact green that it has too, uh, like on the tags. And the fact that it's I, like, it has like this destructive eye that it, that mm-hmm. again that's a cool mixture of like cute and then very godlike cool element like jirachi for me was even before Arceus. i thought jirachi honestly was the most like godlike pokemon it's
0: uh, it's Arceus's color scheme as well it's why oh, wow. the same, it's the exact same one and gold i've tried to come up with theories connecting those two pokemon for uh, for quite a while actually <laughs> yeah, unsuccessfully but like
1: think of it like before jirachi Like, even Rayquaza and Deoxys, or, like, let's say specifically Rayquaza, like, the strongest Pokemon, Mega Rayquaza, right? Or at least at at the time. Um, Even though it's literally my favorite legendary Pokemon, and it's, like, top five favorite Pokemon of all time for me, it was never, like, this is a deity for me. Mm -hmm. While Jirachi, this felt like it was based on, like, actual deities that... We can see in the real world, like a destructive eye that if you open, you know, things happen or like we can grant wishes. And it's like it actually feels like
0: real world deities. Um, There's something quite sinister about it in that it's just this cute little baby from space. And then it's like, well, hang on, whose eye is that? And what the heck is a doomed desire? You know what I mean? It's like, is that is that the eye of some greater like you're just looking into the eye of a god, like literally?
1: Yeah, it's almost like a like an avatar Um, Mm -hmm. where it's like it contains like a god within it or something but it's just a cute little dude
0: I've always been a fan of that trope like in fiction actually hugely is like obviously there's the you know you have your characters who are incredibly powerful they look incredibly powerful they're super badass they've got a million spikes and blades and guns and whatever else huge muscles and they you know they look the part but I've always always been a fan of the trope of the unsuspecting but unbelievable power that's just in the yeah. form of, like, something a little bit smaller. Um, something... Yeah, unsuspecting, I think, is the word. Something that you're just, unsuspecting like... Unsuspecting
1: is the word for me. Like, I wouldn't say, like, smaller. Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm not like... Like, the trope specifically that I like isn't specifically, like, little kids who are powerful or, like, little ch- children. yeah like, Unless it's, like, Aang, for example. He's not, like... He doesn't look like a chibi, you know what I'm saying? He just looks like a normal 12-year-old. No, like, 12 sure, year old. sure. So that I really like. I do, like... I guess but here's the thing I really do like Aang like I love how Aang when he's serious he's like scary but it's because his his, his childlike nature isn't over the top it's not like a, a parody of being a child no, it's more no. like no he's just a normal child then wants to goof up he's
0: a goof he's a goofball he has fun he's connected to the world he so, loves but that's don't miss it I love, it, you I know love the I mean? trope I don't like
1: the huge juxt- juxtaposition of little cute thing like, like a Pikachu looking thing being uh-huh. super powerful it's more I love normal people who are unsuspecting and then, but, and actually may not even want and don't want to be yeah. responsible for things. And then, but when it's serious and they actually need to save the world, they step up and they're like the most valuable character Yeah. and they throw away all their weaknesses or like, I mean, their weaknesses maybe even manifest when they are very serious, Um, like Aang, for example. But like one of my favorite, like literally my favorite character in fiction is from Naruto. He's this lazy guy um, who like doesn't want to be part of things basically mm-hmm. but then literally you find out t- t- over the course of the show he has he, it has the highest IQ out of everybody and yep. that he and by the end of the show he's literally like a general that is that is uh that is uh leading an entire army <laughs> and is like the most valuable person other than Naruto himself <laughs> um in terms of like le- leading uh, not in powers i love mm-hmm. people who step up that's what i love yeah. not like power wise that oh this little thing has contains crazy power it's more i love people who step up when the time needs them to in fiction
0: yeah especially to face against a i guess clearly uh daunting opponent who again like has all of the various size or blades or whatever to to take them on and but through this incredible power that they've learned, usually the power of friendship, they're able to to kind of take on the big guy. But I, I also like it the other way on. Like I, like, I like the villains who are like, I guess sort of like Volo, but not really, but like the kind of the Jester King who has been there all along, who, uh-oh, the mask comes off and actually it turns out that they were the real threat all along. Mm. Forget the big Shogun who's got the, who's wearing the crown, you know, like this is the person that you really didn't want to mess with. Um, I, I, it's a like, fun trope. It's not my favorite. Stuff like that I really enjoy. I've always really enjoyed that.
1: Like if we're going back to the trope that we were talking about before, where it's like my favorite actual trope really is, because I see like all my favorite characters are these, mm-hmm. are, yeah, unsuspecting, but in a good way, where it's like, oh, you haven't watched Community. I mean, not Community. I have watched Community. No, no I've not Community. Community. Sorry, not Community. Uh, Parks and Rec. Um, uh not all the way no yeah. Okay, but you've seen enough of uh, Ron Swanson
0: for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where
1: it's like, "Oh, you think that he just doesn't care about anything and he, like but he's actually literally the one who he's like the, the most skilled of the group and actually uh cares about all the people around him, but he just does, doesn't show it unless it's very si- serious situation." I love those people like characters that like that may not get along with like that's like, the protagonist. But when yeah. when it's all said and done, and when like the serious stuff happens, they they show up. They're, they're the, the most. There. They're the ones who show up the most, and they're, they're like yeah. the right hand person. That's my favorite ca- like tr- kind of character. Maybe that's why I love like starter Pokemon, and I also like love like the type of Pokemon. I love like Septal are the ones that are just like they seem chill, but then when it's down to s- serious business, they're the ones you want to choose. But, yeah. But when it comes to like villain tropes, like you just said, one of your favorite. Kind of villain tropes. Like, what are other tropes? Yeah, I'm
0: trying to think of my favorite villain tropes. Does like Gollum count as a an antagonist? Because yeah. I just mean like, does he, he? doesn't really count as the whole kind of jester villain. Suppose, but he's sort of like a villain. He's definitely like, by definition of a
1: villain, he's a villain. He's maybe not. Yeah. that maybe he's not much of like a main antagonist.
0: But he's definitely. Well, I see now, I don't know because there's like, like this is like there's that juxtaposition of like S- Sauron is like, uh, and I'm not he a huge Lord of the Rings is. person, but like oh, really? he's the big bad, right? But at the end of the day, I think the battle almost between Smeagol and Frodo and Sam at the end is like. That's the true battle for, like, you know, there's the the big battlefield with everyone lined up and goodies versus baddies and the king of evil. And then there's this smaller, more intimate battle going on between three individuals who are sort of deciding the fate of the world. And I I like that, like, it's not like an imposing villain, I guess. I, I like that it's just a kind of, yeah, like I say, almost unsuspecting that it should all come down to this. You know what I mean?
1: As a story element, I love that, but as a character trope, I don't think that's like something I ever think about. No. Um, you like obviously a, pe- a lot of people don't know the difference between like antagonist and villain, for example. Yeah. Again, to reiterate for for the audience, antagonist is not necessarily a villain. It's literally just so- someone who's opposing the protagonist. They don't have to be bad. They can be actually very very good, but as long as they're in opposition to the protagonist or whoever we're following, who
0: could be bad, for example. Yeah. Um, they are I guess like Col- 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 Colrus is a good example of that, right? He's not really a villain. He's an antagonist, right? I mean, he, In Gen 5. He's not a
1: evil. He's not evil, but he could yeah. be a villain because, for example, he's done nefarious things like, like uh, capture, cure him, and force it to do things. Um, but in the name of science. So it's like, it's a, he's, he's a very good Grey. Maybe that's yeah. why Black and White 2 is a really good representation of the Grey within Coral Because of Colrus. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense, character. actually. I hadn't even thought about that, but I like that a lot. Um, well, N was always... N was always the representation of like a really good representation of gray or the opposition between the black and white within a person. Like he's not necessarily gray, but he has black and white within him because he doesn't, Yeah. he doesn't, he takes everything to the extreme and doesn't seem that, he doesn't see how things can be gray. Um, yeah. Same thing with uh, Hugh, for example, in Pokemon. Like Hugh cannot see things as gray. He thinks he sees things as black and white. He sees Team Plasma as only villains even the reformed ones he doesn't like he because of whatever happened to him in his life mm-hmm. um so and through the throughout the game he slowly learns that nah there's great things aren't yeah a hundred black and white <laughs> they're not always black and white
0: black and white Owen oh, knows what's right
1: I am a huge fan of villains who, like, yeah, you can 100% see their point. And act- I hate, nef- like, villains who or antagonists who act like villains. Like, I love being yes. evil and I'm doing this because you guys are below me and whatever. I hate those. That's my least favorite type of antagonist. I love I agree. antagonists who seem like cool guys and they, you can hang around with them and they, they won't, like, kill you. But I, they just are t- taking things to the extreme and they're trying to help, but they're doing it the completely wrong way.
0: I, I also hate the the grounding and justification of like, well, it's my birthright to be an asshole. You know, it's it's like my it's my God given right to be above you. That to me is not enough of a grounding in a person like it's got to be like even with Ganondorf, who's like pretty villainily villain. There's at least one game where he's sort of like, you know, like my people kind of got screwed over. And um, everyone else just got to live in like peace, and so like I I wanted that for my people. And suddenly so you're like, oh, you're mm-hmm. like a really good ruler. That's kind of really interesting. Yeah. And then in later games, it's just like, nah, he's just king of evil villain. And I I hate that. Like I don't want what that. Do you mean? I want more. That's of how he is stuff. in
1: the beginning games, and then maybe in the middle games.
0: It it, it it is. There's only Wind Waker is really where he talks about like the kind of almost political reason as to why he's doing what he's doing and it's got well, no ground you know that's you know when what I mean? he's
1: when it's Ganondorf I guess but when it's Ganon that's just the embodiment of evil so it's like yeah I mean
0: that's not he's not an actual oh player. I'm using the name interchangeably there Um, but like for example with like Ozai I yeah he's not an interesting villain I don't love him as a villain yeah because but I he's think a good contrast to just, He yes he is He's he works perfectly for Aang and that's true I think a good antagonist or a good villain is a really brilliant Uh, video by Lessons from the screenplay of like you don't. Your villain has to sort of almost be complementary to your your protagonist if you're to really get into some good writing. Like, like for example, the um, Joker.
1: He's really enjoyable because of how he contrasts to the Batman.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. I I love that stuff. I think that stuff's really, uh, yeah, worthwhile.
1: But yeah, if you want to keep it to the Avatar universe, like people love Zaheer, for example, the third season Mm. villain of Legend of Korra, Mm. because he's exactly what I love in villains, where it's like...
0: He's so grounded.
1: He's grounded. He's a normal guy just with a plan that uh, he thinks is good, even though it's bad. And he's he's not going to go around killing people and think that he's better than everybody. He's just... I I think
0: with him in particular because of the way that he is part of this uh and this is i guess i minor a spoiler warning for season three of core if you've not watched it already he is an airbender and he gains the ability of airbending and you see him really meditate on the kind of previous airbenders who have come before him you sort of see a lot of ang in him and that bit, that sort of makes him a really interesting and complex villain because a lot of his, the things that he's following are the exact same teachings that our previous protagonists had followed. Mm. And that's where he sort of becomes quite scary and a credible threat because you're like, he's got a point. He really might have a point in here somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, I, for example, love the characters, let's say Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I guess there's no, the main antagonists. I guess is technically like the the White Walkers, but like, that's yeah. not really they're they're, they're really the they're the,
0: wor- they're the worst antagonists of the or, or villains of the show like Yeah. Exactly. You know, the 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 Cersei Lannisters and the um the the Little Fingers they are so much more interesting characters. But
1: exactly, but here's the thing that all these antagonists are also protagonists. <laughs> so yes. that's the problem where it's like well it's not a problem. It's very interesting and everybody loves it and, and including me. But it's like that's just not the kind of tropes that I personally like. I would like I do like yeah. how all the antagonists in that show except for the White Walkers are pretty much okay they're not all grey never mind never mind Game of Thrones has pretty despicable people it's more the protagonists that are grey so there's no like white it's only black or
0: grey really um, yeah yeah. Um, which is well, interesting there, 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 there is I mean like Game of Thrones sets us off with oh yeah Jon uh, Snow Ned, I just realised very white yeah uh, Ned, Stark Ned Stark and Jon Snow who who take but they, they, again they're, they're too far to the extreme the other way they take honour so seriously that what it does is it gets them and sometimes the people that they love killed. Yeah, like so much bad happens in the world of Thrones that maybe would have been avoided if Ned Stark was a little less honorable. But alas, yeah. he is honorable, and so bad things happen. That's why I really liked, obviously, Tyrion, where he's like the most gray of the white
1: protagonists mm-hmm. in the in that show. Like Tyrion really is like on the upper end of morality, I actually, I don't know, I'm not going to ponder the morality of these uh, fictional characters who are clearly, like, have, all of them have done bad things. Yes. But yeah, everybody likes Tyrion, at least from what I've seen. Tyrion is one of my favorite protagonists or characters in general. And if you watch the show, you'll know why. And whatever his trope is, whatever he, tropes he manifests, I like that.
0: <laughs> are you uh, Are you up to date on Hot D right now? Let's talk about that.
1: Um, so let's talk he's about So good. I'm very much enjoying House of Dragons. Yes. Same. Spoiler alert. Although, I'm not, well, okay, actually, no, no I we're not, not, not going we to talk about plot. We're not going well, to talk about Let's not do spoilers. It's um, just okay. I really love Viserys. That's a good example of a protagonist okay. that I think he's probably, while he has done things that are wrong and yeah. bad, I like how he's still a good person. Like, clearly, he's like one of the most virtuous people in that yes universe yeah and i love I,
0: that <laughs> i agree i think it's getting him killed very slowly but very i much. don't know like, we'll yeah, see there's,
1: yeah there's definitely <laughs> should be consequences at least based on the world if you're good yeah, yeah. Should, you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't have like a plot armor or anything but uh, yeah i like good i like good ca- i like characters who i can relate to i like characters who are normal uh, uh yeah. even in like shows where every character is crazy and 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 extreme I gravitate towards the straight men and the people who are just like the most relatable people. Um, but it seems like that's most of the House of Dragons uh, cast. I think they're the, they're very just they're very gray in terms of like their ambitions and stuff. But they're just normal people, which I like. Like I can see why everybody thinks the way they are. They're not like it's okay. Here's what's the complication is: they're grayer, but they're all less evil in House of Dragons. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to... I'm going to cut there's out whatever no one, this There's is. no
0: one who's done anything like uh, overtly uh, horrendous. There is. Uh, like, Viserys I mean, has there, technically, there are now. But that was the one thing, and that's what so I like. It was, it.
1: Yes, he did. I, it, it's, there's a balance. There's a good balance. Like, a lot of the Game of Thrones characters, like, they're already over the edge in terms of, like, how I judge them as people, like.
0: But you, you know, I think a lot of that comes with like with Game of Thrones. You've seen the whole story. Like, I'm sure many of the characters that we're following and enjoying right now are, are, are to are do going some to terrible make, things. Are probably going to do some <laughs> terrible things. Um, um I was going to make a joke about how it's confirmed that Ron can only relate to the straight men. Did you pick up on that?
1: <laughs> I, I knew when I said it. Like, even though it is a term that everybody uses, like when referring to just the normal characters in the show. I, the I, normal
0: characters of the show. <laughs> I hate,
1: so wait, okay. Find a different word I can use for straight men, and I'll use it. But like for now, I'm just characters men. who are walking down the straight and narrow path, <laughs> um, not anything else.
0: <laughs> Cancelled.
1: Like sometimes <laughs> I like the boring Okay, let's call them boring. Just so we. <laughs> there you go. The boring character. <laughs> I I like even like in shows like it, there's a lot of anime where like. People, like, for example, in anime, love the characters that are very powerful and, like, super, like, extreme and, like, different because they're, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun to... The uniquely designed characters are the ones that are just over the top or, you know, interesting. But I gravitate towards the characters who act normal or, who are like, gra- or, like actually say what... They say what needs to be say in the situations that they need to say it. Uh, they don't bottle things up and they're just, like, normal people. Like, they're normal people, well-adjusted, not traumatized people. <laughs> um... Uh, I mean, they make. Oh, for example, Kakashi in Naruto. I don't know who cares. But if you Toby knows who he is, he's a very traumatized guy, but he acts like a normal person, and that's what I like. I like that. Oh, there are characters that act normal, but then their backstory you hear then like, oh, they've overcome a lot, but they still have come out of it. Yeah, like normal person who's helping everybody else. I just like those characters, and I guess I like, get yeah, Tyrion is an example of that. He's gone through a lot, but he's still throughout of it throughout the show. He still was virtuous. Now in the book, he goes off the deep end a bit. I hear. Um, where they split but he's still like yeah. he's gone through so much and he's stayed a, a relatively good person for that era <laughs> for medieval times <laughs> sure 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 Um, and I like that I like that trope that's mo- one of my favorite tropes I guess Aang is Aang is a good example of that although Aang is not my favorite Zuko Zuko and Iroh are literally that that's why everybody likes Zuko and Iroh that's why I, I, Iroh is my p- favorite right, character yeah. characters who've gone through a lot know their mistakes I,
0: I think it, there's, a, there's a way of approaching it so I, I think for you for example maybe you you like that character and you like learning about the the things they've gone through afterwards to understand their resolve and why they are where they are and i enjoy that as much as the next person but i also really enjoy like i love watching a flawed character and not really guessing like what why what like why do you behave this way and then getting looped it getting looped in on it a bit later and going so like jamie lannister i guess is the example of that where it's like you're like, man, you kind of suck, dude. And then over time, you, you know, you get that scene in the bathtub with Brienne, and it's like, oh, okay, I, I'm beginning to understand now. Like, yeah,
1: I like that. That's how you I are that.
0: still doing your healing process, and people haven't given you a chance to do so.
1: Yeah, I like it when it yeah. recont-
0: when it's slowly everything is recontextualized when it comes to that character.
1: You're like, yeah, it's not like you're. Que- I hate it when you're questioning why they're doing their things. Like, like for example, is it Aemon Targaryen? Who's uh, Matt, Matt Smith? What is he? Uh, Damon. Damon. I always say Eamon for some reason. Um, is Eamon? Wait, Eamon's the old guy. And they—they've all got the same, same old, name. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. They're
0: all damn targaryen
1: All and, of them. I mean, they literally <laughs> share names with other characters in the show because <laughs> yeah. they're the ancestors of these characters. But um, Damon, for example, I never know what he's going to do, and it's cool. For example, with Homelander, because you never know what he's going to do, but you know why he does it.
0: Uh huh. For yeah. example,
1: because he's evil. <laughs> but like but Damon it's like I don't know what you are I don't know what you're gonna do and it's like frustrating me you're a very good character because of that but it's not a personal trope that I like but for example Jamie Lannister it's like no he's been evil for like two seasons let's say I'm not questioning why he's doing it because I'm just like yeah he's a bad guy but then slowly you realize why he's doing it and what and then you're like and then you re you question why he did the things in the past and then you realize the answers so same thing for good guys like it's like oh like why why was this character doing that? Why did this character? Ha- why did this character have this weird trope? And it's like, or not trope, uh, quirk. Why does this character have this quirk? It's like mm. I, n- I never guessed why. He just has this quirk, and then slowly his backstory is revealed, and like, oh, that's why he has the quirk. I never questioned it, but it's like, whoa, that recontextualizes everything that he did in the past. Like, like that was just how yeah, he dealt with I'm, his trauma. I- but like, he did it. He dealt it with it in
0: a good way, at least. But like, I, I think it depends on the medium. Uh, for me, like, um. With a show like Avatar, when starting watching it, I didn't expect it to be the kind of show that it ended up being. Like, I didn't expect it to be basically as in-depth as it was and to have such great character work. So, when watching it, uh, there was definitely no level of like. For the first time, certainly, there was definitely no leveling. Like, why is Iroh doing what he's doing? Why is Zuko doing what they're doing? They're just bad guys, and that's fine. And then you just kind of watch it. With Thrones, for example, though, and certainly with having watched Thrones and now watching House of the Dragon everything is under scrutiny from me at the moment like every scene every like every every bad yeah. break we're sitting down and we're discussing like so hang on what do you think that relationship was what do you think that dynamic was because that's where me and dan and phoebe and, mm. and dan's girlfriend we all really enjoy that dynamic and that banter about these characters it's different me, different stories i guess
1: well yeah that's definitely fun and that's something i love um i also like when it's in it's not innocu- innocuous but like it's a thing that you didn't even consider so, for example, one of the characters in Naruto, he he's always late for like hundreds of episodes. There are instances, like a few instances, where he's just late to the mission. Like he comes late, everybody's waiting for mm-hmm. him. Literally, you find out like hundreds of episodes later. Spoiler alert: he's visiting the grave of his dead friend. <laughs> like, and it's like you're never questioning why you're late. He's late because he's yeah. he's a guy who you think he would be late. He's just a guy. He's lost in the path of life. He says, but he's like, no, he's a very like. Uh, everything he does is for a reason, and I love that oh, reveal. Oh, oh.
0: On a not much smaller note, and the, while it's not a, uh, a character choice per se, there was uh, I'm I'm watching more of um, Full Metal Brotherhood that Alchemist, and oh, yeah. um, the idea uh, on a much shorter note, on a much smaller note, he's short, he's short, he's short, he's short. In the last couple of episodes, that joke that they've played a number of times might actually have like an in law reason that's sort of just been suggested as to why he's short, and I just thought. That's really cool. I love that that's been like a recurring gag and that now it's oh, like. Oh, okay. Just making sure oh, that's what that you're might have about. a reason behind oh, it. That's and they use cool. that
1: reason. Let's say they, yeah, yeah, that yeah. comes up.
0: Um, yeah, I thought that was super cool because I just thought it was like this kind of like gag that's it's kind of funny. It's not that funny. They bring it up a lot. Yeah, they do Oh, it. It.
1: it's a plot thing. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, you got to the point. So for example, do you remember the episode where they uh, delivered a baby? Yeah. Where Winry delivered a baby? And you're like, okay, this is mm-hmm. probably just like a filler thing to like, uh, not filler, but it's just, it's, just, it's only there yes, I, to, it's whatever, it's to, supplementary. to develop the characters and their relationships. But mm-hmm. no, it comes up later in a very important speech where where Ed's like, you gave birth to, to a... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You yeah, helped you give helped birth. You, You're here to give life. That filler-esque scene helped...
0: Inform much bigger moment. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. No, I, I liked that a lot too. I'm very much enjoying it. I'm, I'm watching it now very separately from Phoebe. I said like, look, I, uh-huh. I just got to go ahead and watch this thing. So I, 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 I carved out some time yesterday to watch some episodes and yeah, really enjoying it. The problem is, is I can't... Do anything else while I watch it because it's the crash I want to watch. Like I don't yeah. want to, you know, be doing other fidgeting and doing other stuff. Really, um, more than the absolute minimum. So like, it's it, it. I have to set aside time for it. So it's gonna be a long time till I've seen all. But just I'm like excited.
1: you, just like you did with Attack on Titan, where like, oh, I'm up to this point. Wow! Like, uh, and you're informing me. Uh, do that with the, this coming with, with this arc, and if you want the whole show, because this yeah, yeah, arc, yeah, yeah. This I'm, arc, I'll every episode, there's it. revelations and like things are like. Yeah. This is my one of my favorite arcs in all of television. Um, I love it. Um, but
0: I want to tell you my fun topic. Well, actually let's go back to, uh, House of Dragon. Cause we didn't, we really only talked about the <sighs> series, <laughs> you know, fine. I'll talk about what is probably going to end up being one of my favorite TV shows ever. I guess, um, I loved Rhaenyra.
1: I am yeah, sad that, uh, the younger Rhaenyra uh-huh. is not part of the show anymore. Now that there's a time skip, which again, actually time skips are t- time skip. My favorite trope of all time. Plot, plot mm-hmm. point, a uh, plot wise love love plot plot not plot love time skip. Wish everything had a time skip, even my life.
0: Um, Dude, every episode of this show has a time skip of some form or another. True, sure, but I like time skip Where the, I love new
1: designs. I love seeing the new, yeah. new designs. How they like they changed the characters. It's not like two months, but I was a big fan of the previous Renera actress. Um, mm-hmm. Same, uh, and so I am not attached to the new ones, but like I think they're doing a good job and everything. But uh, yeah, I really like Renera as like a protagonist. The only thing that I just not don't like, but it's more like in real life, th- Rhaenyra and what's Alicent? Alicent, yeah. Would you, they? Sh- they should just talk it out. That would resolve everything. And I hate when that. I hate when that's the plot. I hate when plots are like they could be resolved by just talking it out. Um, but obviously, it's I way more complicated.
0: I agree. I think it is a bit more complicated than that. I don't think they can just talk it out. I think the. Uh, but the
1: uh, the differences in the book that it's based on They weren't like best friends before this
0: Right the, the, yeah, But in the show they were literally best friends Set out to be so best like, friends Okay come on talk about it for a second I, I feel like episode 5 does a pretty good job of like Explaining why they wouldn't necessarily be on The same talking terms anymore But I, so far I'm buying everything I'm happy with everything Everything's landing right for me I'm not uh, Yeah everything's
1: landing like, yeah. like the plot itself is landing it's more like in the back of my mind I'm like, come on. <laughs> like let's yeah, talk about ladies.
0: But fair uh, enough. Let's just
1: get you knuckleheads in a room. Um, <laughs> and we can just no, figure this out. But because but the but the conflict is the conflict itself is very interesting. Because yeah. the conflict isn't that they're not talking talking to each other. <laughs> um I love the politics. Uh I've always loved the politics mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones, and this is what the show is about. And I think everybody who enjoyed yep. season one to four of Game of Thrones would very much enjoy this, especially since it's literally all, the book that it's based on is finished. There's a, and George R. Martin, anything that he writes is always enjoyable yeah. to fans. Um, and he's very closely, uh, related to the production of the show. Um, yes. so yeah, I think we, I check it
0: love, out. love all the dragon designs in it as well. I just got kind of to oh, quickly try that really good. I love The it. dragons are it's like Pokemon.
1: It's like Pokemon. Every dragon is uh, different. Uh huh. Um, although I really do think my favorite dragon design really was the three dragons that the nearest had. Like, I think that was like my favorite. Yeah, breakdowns. that's fair. The last thing that re- is related, have you been watching Rick and Morty? I haven't actually. I'm,
0: I'm very behind on... Oh, uh, like like a whole season behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You
1: know what's funny? Okay, what's funny? So I have... Remember the the, the shirts, the original Stitch shirts, the, the designs? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how I downloaded those pictures and now they're my wallpaper? Uh-huh. And they interchange like every minute it's a different Pokemon in my... Po- different Pokemon background. You know what? Uh-huh. Jirachi is now my background. Like it, oh, it, that's It just wild. changed to Jirachi, the Pokemon that we generated, if you forgot what we generated. Um... But yeah, so I guess you haven't been watching Rick and Morty, but the the no. latest season, sixth season, I think it's back to formal. I'm very enjoying it. I'm very much enjoying
0: it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. all. I'll catch up on it. I might, I might just binge it all when it's uh, when it's done. To be honest, like it's I always find those episodes way too short, and then I'm like, oh, I wish I had <laughs> more to watch. You know? Yeah. I don't want to wait
1: week to week. A on that sign one. of a good show is like, wow, it's done. I wanted more. Lenor's design in Game of Thrones in Game of Thrones <laughs> in uh, in House of Dragon. I love how it looks like in the, in the time skip. I love the hair. Yeah. I love. I love what he's wearing I don't know very cool looking guy um, very cool character I also love always what Allison is wearing cause it's always like green yes yeah 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 and fancy the, 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 the costume design in the show is really good if you like costume design watch Game of Thrones uh, let's move on to that fun thing you wanted to talk about
0: we have All 10 right, minutes alright okay <laughs> easy it's a 10 minute topic okay do you have a sibling or yes. a yes bye bye <laughs> or a friend that you've known since they were really really young Yes, bye. When you have a dream about that person, how old are they? Oh, wow, interesting. Um, Each person's different. <laughs> okay, ask your parents how old you are in their dreams. Oh, okay, that's interesting. This is what blew my mind. My mum told me that when she dreams of me, I'm I'm six. I went, That blew my mind. I thought, wait, 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 wait. So I called up my mum. Mum, when you dream of me, how old am I? She's like, oh, you're about eight. Dad, how old am I? Yeah, you're about four or five. You're school, school age. Like, like, all the time? They're like, no, it varies. But mostly, like, you're a child when we dream of you. And I thought that was so interesting. I, ta- I talked to Phoebe. Phoebe called her mum. She went, her mum said, same thing. Yeah, you're three, four in the dreams. And I just thought this Yeah, but you're only talking about thing. parents, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, obviously, like, because I have friends who, like, I've got my friend Ollie, who's like... I always just see him as, like, an eight-year-old. Like, always. And I don't think if I ever dream of him, he's not that way. So, it's super bizarre. Interesting. Like, okay, so all my characters,
1: all my characters, all my friends in my dreams are late teenage. Interesting. Because I, I think that when it comes to, like, the plots of my dreams, those can always fit. Like, even if we're adults, like, we're doing adult things, being late teen teenage still makes sense. If we're doing, like, childish thing, like, I don't know, something in school or yeah, something... Yeah. Still being a teenager makes sense. I think teenagers like the ideal thing from the my mind's plot, like how my mind makes plots for for. for I guess dreams. so. Yeah. So yeah, teenagers.
0: It's just fascinating. Like all the strangers you never
1: thought of this. Okay, no, all the strangers that I meet are my age, though. Like in terms of like, if I meet like a hot woman, <laughs> she's gonna be like my
0: age. But like, okay, I don't need to know the plot of your those dreams. That's fine. You you dream whatever you want. No,
1: and even like I guess the adults in my I'm mean, I've only known the adults in my life as adults. So yeah, they're adults in my dream. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, not that, honestly, the ages, like when it comes to my dreams, okay, if we're talking about, if we're talking about dreams, we're going to talk about dreams, son. When it comes to dreams, like, cause I always ponder my dreams, um, because I'm a big fan of lighting. Lighting affects my life every second. How I see lighting in my room, in where I go on walks affects my mood. Um, so same thing with dreams where it's like, I'm so, I love dreams because the lighting is completely different in, in familiar situations in familiar mm. settings. Like, if I'm in my room or my or my former school or just walking around my neighborhood in my dream, the lighting is completely different to the point where, like, I try to chase the lighting, how the lighting is in my dream in real life. Like, I'll try oh. to, like, recreate it. Like, if I was in my room, uh, I have all these LED lights and if I was dreaming about my room, I will try to recreate that so I can feel nostalgic or, like, or I can feel this, like, ooh, like, uncanniness but, like, a comfortable uncanniness. Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is new. This is interesting, but also familiar at the same time. That's what I want to recreate a lot of times when I'm in my room and changing the lights, or I'm going on a walk in like an unfamiliar time of day. Like, a t- like if if you go on a walk on a time of day that you rarely walk everything looks a bit different than it was because the lighting the sun's a completely different direction the shadows are different you'll make a new memory especially if you're listening to music and now you can remember that walk so that's how much i love dreams where i try to recreate them i guess so it's lighting it's lighting that i focus on more than the age of my uh friends um, oh yeah oh well here's what's interesting is that i have on my phone notes of all my dreams not
0: all my dreams but some of them that i can remember a bunch of them sure. obviously
1: 80% of them i forget within
0: minutes yeah minutes. yeah but, like... I'm definitely quite a vivid dreamer. Like, I really, like... Yeah, me too. I see the images very clearly and and, and feel the moods very clearly. I Actually, the oldest <laughs> note on my phone is a episode of Doctor Who that my brain made up. Ooh, that that's I've fun. Got, like, I've got, like, that script. Still. And I once read it out to Phoebe about two years ago, and she went, dude, that's, like, a really good episode of Doctor Who. And I was like, thanks! I think
1: it'd be cool. <laughs> you know what's crazy? So, th- this is not dream-related, but it's, like, making up, like, a scenario that you are trying to to chase and find from the age of let's say 13 to 17 in my mind there was this route in Hohen in the games that I made up I thought existed all my life I'm like wow I remember that, that such, that's such a beautiful route or like I want to go there again but it's, I'm like but where is it it's not a thing <laughs> I'm like I slowly realize that it not only does it not exist in Hohen but it actually is a route in Sinnoh <laughs> <laughs> and my whole t- my whole life, I'm like, wow, that was one of my favorite routes. But I always attributed to Hoenn. and it's not even a cool route; it's a boring route. It's the route below between uh, Vilstone v- 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 and uh, what's it called? Oberg? No, no, like, that's not. right. No, that's not even exactly that. Vilstone v- and uh, Pastoria, okay. the one south of Vilstone, between uh, leading to Pastoria. Okay. For some reason, because because I only played uh, Diamond and Pearl once in my childhood. While, for example, Hohen, I played a billion times. Black and White, I played multiple times. It's the most nostalgic to me, even though I don't really... It's not my favorite, Mm Sinnoh. Because I misremember a lot of the roots. And they're fuzzy. And that's my favorite kinds of memories. The ones where it's like, I misremember something and it's like way more grand. And that's why Hoenn, even though it's like one of my favorite roots, is not nostalgic to me anymore. Because I remember everything about it. Especially since I... you know, play ORAS or I uh, listen to the music all the time I mean I listen to the music of everything but I, I actually like I memorized Hoenn and now it's not nostalgic anymore and I wish I just didn't do that because that feeling of misremembering roots in, in Sinnoh lingered and made me think of I love thinking of memories that don't actually that didn't actually exist I love that I feeling. get what you
0: mean I get what you mean.
1: (laughs) All right. Some of these are funny. I'm not going to tell you the the, the dream because, again, nobody cares when you talk about dreams. It's the most boring thing to hear dreams sometimes. But the titles of how I wrote down these dreams, like I didn't write down the entire dream. I just wrote like a, like a hook, like one line Uh to describe the dream. One of them is like, someone is deleting the trees in Hoenn. (laughs) That's my dream. Someone's deleting the trees in Hoenn. What does that That mean? That sounds like,
0: like like you're a conspiracy theorist in the Hoenn region. Someone's deleting the trees. We all live in a video game. Another one, Daniel, my brother, Daniel
1: and I robbed the Apple store. (laughs) Ha, <laughs> great. Here's what's funny. Here's what's, here's what's actually crazy. This could have been a prediction. This was before he started working at the Apple Store. <laughs> this was
0: before you robbed the Apple Store. This is before that
1: eventually we do end up robbing the Apple Store. But this, yeah, this is like a, it's probably like a year ago. Like before
0: mm-hmm. my brother even started there working go. at that. I happened the other night where I was um, like... I struggle with technology and, like, just trying to place a text or a call. I I feel like there was... I can't remember the specifics. There was, like, an emergency situation. I had to call emergency services in my dream. And, like, just getting the phone to, like, unlock and to type the right buttons and then hitting delete and being really precise and getting the right ones really just eluded me, and it was really bothering me.
1: Yeah, that's a normal dream. This is a dream that comes up a lot as a person who's not afraid of heights, where I'm going... I'm driving on a bridge and the bridge becomes like steep, like starts going oh, very okay. steep to the point where it's like 90 degrees and we have to right. re- like overcome it and people are falling. I never fall, but like it's like this, it's as if it's, this is my always, this is a recurring dream, probably my most recurring dream, the most vivid wow. where, and where I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm either biking or, honestly, a lot of times I'm biking over the bridge and here's, wow. i slowly realized where this com- comes from yeah. and you, you'll enjoy it. It's the bicy- bicycle road or the cycling road episode of the Pokemon anime. Oh, okay. That's literally what happens. It's a drawbridge and it slowly opens up and becomes more steep and they have to like I- go over it and jump over the drawbridge. Do you remember that episode?
0: Yeah, uh, vaguely, yeah. And so, hang on, that, and that's become like a weird dream. And r- that has melted with my fears? child. Okay, so I saw that episode
1: at the same, like when I was like, let's say four, at the same time where I was... Let's say my parents would take us to Manhattan, for example. We're not driving over a bridge to Manhattan. Uh-huh. We're usually taking the tunnel. But then you, you exit the tunnel and all of a sudden these huge buildings that are like 90 degree angles, because that's what buildings are. Wow. <laughs> I hope so, um, usually. Um, and I melded that that and also my memories of like crossing bridges. There's a lot of bridges in New York crossing huge bridges as a child. They're even bigger and they're like these monstrosities. It's almost like yeah. being on a colossal that starts like moving. That's wild. So So I do have that kind of fear. Oh, it's it's my megalophobia, honestly. That's it's not my fear of heights. It's my megalophobia that is. I tell you what,
0: the thing in my dreams that always, with the zero exception, means something bad is about to happen: getting into an elevator. They, oh, interesting, yeah, almost always will fail. And even in the dreams where they don't fail and just drop to the floor, crushing me, uh, they like something bad will happen. Um, Almost always. It's like I'm almost convinced to the point that my dreams are trying to warn me that if I get into an elevator, I'm going to die. Like, I definitely have a little anxiety about getting into elevators just because my dream experience of them are so bad.
1: I don't have an irrational fear of it, but I have a... What's it called? A intrusive thought of whenever I'm in an elevator, that it's going to yeah, fall. Yeah, it's
0: going to fall, yeah, yeah, And I'm
1: yeah. always like, okay, I have to jump at the last minute right before it lands. Like, I'm always like, okay, that's my last... That's my failsafe, just in case it just drop...
0: Oh, it goes wrong? Yeah, jump yeah, yeah. right before
1: it lands. But how am I going to know that it's about to land? Um, And it's probably going to crash, and even if I do not die by the fall, like, the entire, like, elevator itself will, like, crush.
0: will get crushed, and, like, wow. debris will fall on me, I assume, unless I'm wrong. Um, We got uh, some serious places with this podcast maybe this podcast isn't is a is a is a, it's a nightmare a bad dream or maybe it's i've had so many dreams dream. where they're
1: just normal and all of a sudden i wake up and i realize oh no this was fake <laughs> uh,
0: uh yeah yeah yeah
1: there are a lot of times a lot of times it's uh here's how a lot of my na-
0: wake up ron <laughs> um
1: i hate i hate that i hate that wake up ron. it's not like a fear that i have that is like a scary thought like that like but ron wake up I hate that. You're Um, not on a podcast right now. We're trying. (laughs) Um, A lot of my dreams end or like the the last act of my dream is like, oh, I'm in big trouble, like huge trouble. Like, how am I going to deal with this trouble? And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have to deal with it. And then I realize... Wow, that was all fake, thank
0: God. <laughs>
1: it's not like a monster chasing me or anything. It's like, no, I'm in huge trouble, dude. That was a, oh, that was no. like the worst,
0: <laughs> the worst plot twist ever. I'm in huge trouble. How am I gonna get out of this one? Wakes up. Oh, that's how I'm gonna get out of this one. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um maybe that has to do with like fear of being like cancelled, for example, that every like YouTuber has. Do
0: you know what? This was my dream last night. I had a I had a dream last night where um uh, some very naughty images of myself uh, that don't exist, by the way, uh, found their way out to the world and everyone was angry about it on the internet. Uh, maybe this had come from like, cause Phoebe had been telling me about all the stuff going on with the Try Guys or something. I don't, I don't really <laughs> follow. I don't know anything about it. You know me, I don't know pop culture, but you anyway, know? I, so I was like dreaming about this and everyone was angry with me and I was like, but in my dream, because I've been doing so much therapy lately, I was like, but at least now I can finally live my organic, free self. <sighs> and there's a level of relief. <laughs> it was like anxiety and then relief. And then I woke up and I was like, ah. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, wait, I don't have any naughty images. Okay. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah,
1: sometimes there is a bittersweet thing where it's like in my dream, like, oh, how do I resolve this? And then I come up with an idea. I'm like, okay, this is going to work. And then I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, but I really wanted to implement that plan. I really wanted to see how that went. <laughs> if that went well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: How that would have gone this podcast is a dream it's a dream to be here with you no it's a reality i'm yeah but i'm just i'm saying nice things about it because because I, i i love you and i love the podcast so you're not gonna say it back